Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for common sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby, standing for truth, justice, and the American way, bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Breaking news, WABC. Well, it looks like Chris Christie is going to bail out. My prediction, and we haven't heard it officially yet, is he'll probably endorse Nikki Haley. Yeah, he said. I don't think he's he's definitely not endorsing did, Trump, <laughs> did, did, and he's not endorsing Vivek. Yeah, I mean, is he uh, gonna, did Nikki Haley promise him the vice president's job? Oh, that's interesting, John. By the way, earlier Nikki Haley was asked, "Would you be vice president?" and she didn't clearly answer it, which is interesting. So, bringing on Christie could change the dynamics. <laughs> well, we'll know in a few minutes. And in, in the studio with us, we have uh, Judge Richard Weinberg and we have Congressman Peter King. Guys, any opinions? Yeah, I, 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 I would be surprised if uh, if Christie actually endorses Nikki Haley, but I think most of his voters, they're never going to go to Trump. And uh, I would think that most of her, his 12% or 10% or 8%, whatever it is, most of that will go to Nikki Haley, which I think could put her over the top. Rita, as far as her saying about uh, not ruling out vice president, part of that could be to keep some of the Trump voters happy because she sort of wants to run against Trump, but yet not yes. offend his voters. Uh, yes, and also DeSantis has been doing that a lot yeah. of late. Pete, he's yeah. been kind of pl- they've been kind of playing a little bit of both. Right. Well, the uh, question is, how much closer does it bring Nikki Haley to Trump in New Hampshire? Are, are they using this to rail- try to railroad Trump in New Hampshire? I think Trump could very easily lose New Hampshire right now because she's on a surge. Most polls have it like four or five points behind. Usually in a primary, if you're, if you're gaining, you keep gaining. And uh, if any of Christie's votes come over to her, then she's in really good shape. Let me raise yeah, well, the, the other big news today is Hunter Biden uh, walks into the Congress. Walks. John, walks. John, it was shocking. He, talk about, I, I lived in Seville, Spain. We use the phrase cojones. Uh, because, <laughs> what <boy>. size? <laughs> yeah, really. That was, that was arrogant and so over the top. And they had his photographers with him. Well, he's making yeah. a movie. They're doing yeah, he's making a movie yes. about himself. <laughs> so you know, they, they wanted to walk in there and show how mean can those Republican congressman people be. But he is defying a subpoena, and we're going to be talking with Andy McCarthy uh, coming up on that. By the way, John, before we get started, you have a big announcement at Red Apple Group having to do with John Katsimatidis Jr. Tell us about oh, it. Oh, well, the kid well deserves it. We made him president and chief operating officer of Red Apple Group and all subsidiaries and, uh, and everything. And, and he's a good kid. This is your incredibly smart, brilliant son, John Katsimatidis Jr., who's been a part of the company for many years. He's been working since he's high school almost. He has, and he is one of the sharpest kids he's that we know. One of the most know. wonderful people you ever want to meet. One of the most finest, yeah. and has. And I loved your line, John. This was, I think, it was in the New York Post because it's getting a lot of play. And it said he's got a lot of great contacts, and now they're going to go to him. Yeah, but yeah. what what a, what a power team! And bravo to John Katzman. And I'm not saying because it's John's son, but I haven't heard anyone ever say a bad word about he's John. He's the most Jr. lovely kid. And in the I world. would call him a kid. He to me, when you talk to him, you feel like you're talking to a guy almost as old as we are, as far as his knowledge and depth. Nobody's as old as you and me, Peter. Wise <laughs> and 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 smart, elegant, yeah. hardworking. And 
Brought, no, deserves a, a big time. Modest, a modest and self-effacing, too. And uh, no arrogance there. Not a shred of it. And also, uh, speaking of a little bit of arrogance on the flip side, uh, the Hunter fact Biden, that, no, Biden. no, we're going to get to that. But I want to get to the migrants first, you guys. The fact that they actually moved the migrants from Floyd Benefield. Uh, we had Curtis on the show yesterday. And they moved them into the James Madison High School, moved the students out to do virtual learning. That is preposterous. There are parents that are so furious today by some of the statements. It's outrageous. And, John, you're going to have Congresswoman Kat Kamek. I know she's going to be on Kat's roundtable on Sunday. And here's a little clip of what she had to say about all of that. We are losing our country in front of our eyes, both in the fiscal sense and in our national sovereignty with this open border policy. And I know that you guys know that very well in New York because, heck, just yesterday we saw a school getting shut down because there were migrants who were being moved into it. Yes, they uh, they closed down Floyd Bennett Field and they moved them into some high school and threw the high school kids out. Isn't that amazing? That's what America last looks like. If anyone ever had to question what the America last policy of Joe Biden was, it was kick kids out of school to make room for illegals. That is their agenda. And you always wonder, why are they doing this? Well, look no further than H.R. 1 from Nancy Pelosi's last tenure as Speaker of the House in the 117th Congress. They wanted to grant voting rights to non-citizens. They wanted to strip voter ID. They wanted to publicly finance campaigns. It is an all-out play to get control of elections because the left agenda is nothing but dependency and control. And this is just one more step in the, in the process. Well, that's going to be on on Sunday, and she was there today, and I understand that we're going to have Congressman Andrew Biggs on later on. Yeah, he was, was in, in the room. With, yes. <laughs> and, and now, is Andrew McCarthy on yet? We have Andrew and McCarthy. Do we, have any break, do we have any breaking news on uh, what uh, what uh, Chris Christie? Uh, Chris Christie was thinking about? No, we're waiting. He has not made his official announcement. Uh, of course, everybody's reporting he is going to drop out of the 2024 presidential race. And unclear if he's going to be endorsing anybody or not. Uh, we will monitor it for you, everybody here now, on I Cats and Cosby. That I thought she, he's going to endorse Nikki Haley, but there's some breaking news. Says accuses Nikki Haley of acting immature by saying the New Hampshire voters cor- correct Iowa caucuses. What does that mean? She made a statement the other day. Yeah, I thought uh, that's old news. It is, is kind a, of old news. Is he repeating it? The question becomes, is he repeating or are they just recirculating what happened a few days ago? Yeah, that's what I, when I first saw it too, because uh, the statement that she made was a couple days ago. Everyone's been seizing on it. And that she would not turn down the vice presidency. I see, see, that's what Rita Cosby just said on Cats and Cosby a no, little bit ago, yeah. guys. Why, why is she saying it? That's, yeah, well, that's, that's, motive, yeah. that's what we have to wonder. And also, yeah. it makes you wonder what John's saying to Pete about who might, uh, if anybody, Chris Christie endorses. Well, because nobody left really except DeSantis. <laughs> yeah. No, Asa Hutchinson's still in there. Let's go to McCarthy. And joining us now is Andy McCarthy. Of course, Andy was an assistant U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York. Andy, uh, the other big story today, Hunter Biden uh, crashes the House hearing uh, where they are looking at holding him in contempt of Congress for defying a subpoena. I, 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 it was an astounding moment, Andy. Could you ever imagine? He just shows there with his attorneys and is laughing 
in the front row uh, in the hearing room. It was really shocking. Yeah, it was. Well, I, I think um, it was a nice stunt. Um, maybe they should have uh, anticipated he could do something like this. I'm not sure he wins the day because um, on television with him sitting there, Nancy Mace kind of laid into him for about three minutes, which was, um, you know, highly uncomfortable. And then he fled the room when Marjorie Taylor Greene was starting to speak. And, I, and that reminded everyone that the, um, the last time she spoke in, his, in the context of Hunter, she did a little show and tell with some pictures that maybe Hunter didn't want to see well, at the um, Somebody at the asked hearing. for his arrest. Who, was it Mace? It was well, Mace. Mace <laughs> said, why don't we yeah. arrest him? No, and, let's get you. No, she looked at him and said, let's get you right now. Let's arrest you. And Andy, would you explain to people how the House can do that? Well, yeah, you know, look, I think it would have been um, it would have been inconsistent to uh, arrest him at the same time that the stated purpose for the committee meeting today was to make a finding of contempt so that they could refer that to the full house and hold him in contempt, which is usually the uh, condition before you would arrest someone. So I, I don't know that there was much um, chance of that. I, I would just point out to people, um, pardon the pun, but he's playing with the house money here in the sense that, you know, there's no law. If, if you don't have enforcement, then the law is just a talking point. And the, the fact of the matter is the Biden Justice Department is never going to prosecute Hunter for criminal contempt. So the worst he has to worry about is the Republicans uh, citing him for contempt, which that looks like it's already going to happen. And all that's happening here is because he's under two indictments and has lots of other potential criminal exposure, if he were to testify, he would take the fifth, which would be very embarrassing for his father, who's up to his neck in the Biden family business. So what they're trying to do is figure out a way to spin not showing up to testify without having to actually show up and take the fifth. Andy, uh, but I, I don't know that anyone's getting fooled by that. I want to ask you a question about uh, this great artist, uh, Hunter Biden, where people are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars. And the White House made a big show of saying that ethical guidelines and controls and they were never going to know who gave uh, the kid money for his great works of art. Now it turns out that the curator of the uh, of the gallery said that's not true. There were never guidelines. What do you make of that? <laughs> I'm shocked. Just shocked. Gambling going on. <laughs> you know what it reminded me of? Do you guys remember that there was an old uh, Saturday Night Live skit where uh, John Lovitz played Picasso? And every time he never had any money, but every time they gave him a bill, he would scribble something on a napkin and hand it over. I'm Picasso. So he would never have to pay. It was, um, and it seems to me like this is kind of a reverse. I'm Hunter Biden. He, yeah, right. And people do pay him all this uh all this money. But, uh, you know, look, what the reason that the, the Biden family business is so intriguing to people is it's so sleazy. So I think every every time we get a little peek behind the curtain and we find out something sleazy is going on, how surprised are people really by that? Not at all. But you know what? I will tell you, Andy, getting back to what happened today, it was really surprising. And I think even if, like you said, uh, the DOJ won't, you know, technically hold him in contempt and all the steps on Hunter Biden. 
it still looks really bad, like a double standard. And I go back to look what the, look what they did with Steve Bannon. Look what they did with Peter Navarro uh, when they didn't show up. It just looks like such a, and the fact that he, I, to me it was so arrogant that he showed up there and sat and he's smiling and the committee was like, whoa, whoa. I mean, it, it was really an incredible moment on Capitol Hill. And the fact that they went, they went through this and the fact he's still, he's, he's just kind of thumbing his nose at them. And it's so blatant after what he did in December. Yeah. Well, you, you guys have, um, uh, particularly Pete, but guys who are uh, better at these calculations than I am. But I just have to think that the Biden Justice Department and Democrats generally have indicted the president's likely opponent in the election four times, and they've timed it perfectly so that it would all fall right in the middle of the election. You have a situation where you know, they've taken a three-hour riot, and I'm not saying a riot is anything other than a terrible thing, but it was a three-hour riot that was so um, – uh, that Congress was able to reconvene that night, and they've arrested 1,200 people out of it. In the meantime, we had months of very lethal rioting that they turned a blind eye toward. And this is a long-winded way of saying I think people have gotten the point about two tiers of justice and that that's done a lot of damage to Biden – but I don't know at this point, Rita, how much more any single additional instance of two tiers of justice does. And I think right. they would just. I think the, I think know, the decision I, I is going to be the election thing. in November. And, and that's, that's what it, it should yep. be. That's I agree, John. It. Otherwise, yep. they're just playing ping pong with each other. Right. And by the way, that's what yep. it should be as opposed to uh, lawfare in the courts. Right. Um, Andy McCarthy, thank you very much, Andy. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Have a great night, guys. Thank, thank you. you. And now we're going to Jimmy Petronas. Let's go to Florida. Where the sunshine is, Jimmy Petronas, CFO of Florida. Welcome to Cats and Cosby. Can you hear us, Jimmy? We're, get, we're getting Jimmy back on. Let's see what happens. Let's see. The control room is yes. doing their job today. I, wait, Where's Jimmy? Jimmy, can you hear us? We can't hear Jimmy. We can't hear Jimmy. Maybe we said the word Hunter Biden, and that's what dropped out before. <laughs> I'm here. There you go. Hey, Jimmy, can you hear us? I can, man. This is my favorite, Rita. Hey, yes, it is. Is this my favorite, uh, Jimmy from the Sunshine State? It, it is. Except we've uh, we've had a little bit of uh, of uh, tornadoes here over the last forty eight hours, so we've had a little bit of challenges. But still, it's it's much nicer, and the weather's much prettier down here than it is up in New York. But there's never tornadoes, I understand, in St. Petersburg or Tampa area. Never, 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 never. <laughs> yes, I, you, you know got what? the Indian it, it, gods there that that chase them away. Yeah, it, look, I said if if I if I were going to move to anywhere in the state of Florida, you know, I'd do, I would go buy a condominium in St. Petersburg. That is the hottest new market to own uh, a high rise. I'm selling, Jimmy. And Richard, and, I'm selling my place and moving. And, <laughs> and whatever you buy in St. Petersburg, Florida, will be worth double or triple by in five years. And, and it'll add years well, to your life like Coney Island, right? <laughs> well, because because of everything we're doing to drop insurance rates in the state of Florida, I would say it's probably as much. Look, Governor Sands has done some huge things to drop insurance rates. Ultimately, that's going to make that investment worth, you know, double two years from now. I agree with you. Uh, tell us uh, what else is going on. I heard you, uh, you had some problems with insurance companies in Florida. Yeah, so look, it's not just us. You know, I was I was reading a New York Post story earlier this week, 
And it really illustrated the challenges that are all over. You know, the average insurance rate increase across the nation has been 21%. So but the decisions and changes that we've made in Florida over the last two years, we've been kind of like the canary in the coal mine. We have made changes here in Florida that are, are going to end up having made in the New Yorks, in the Texas, in the North Carolinas, the Louisianas, the Californias, because the changes we made here, the tough decisions we made, is what is changing the insurance market that is uh, that is going to be ultimately the same decisions as other states about to embrace. Uh, Jimmy, did did the insurance companies wake up yet about putting uh, EVs in uh, garages right next to your home? So we, it's 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 great you're bringing that up. We are actually running legislation this year because we've learned something from every single storm. So we're running legislation this year saying, all right, you know what, we're going to create a database and we're also going to create what are called rules. These are where the public will be able to comment on how the best practices on dealing with EVs, e-bikes, golf carts, as these are becoming, um, to me, an unregulated threat to people's primary assets or the buildings. Because once these things catch on fire, they burn for, for hours, sometimes days, and the consequences of those other assets around them are in jeopardy because of it. We've got to have better policies and better ways to protect our first responders and our, our community investments. Wow. Yeah, wow. You know, um, before we let you go, also, Jimmy, talk about the exodus, uh, because we see the headlines all yeah, the time. Exodus from the north. Yes, from the north, from New York to you. I'm going to give you a couple numbers that Hochul is just going to – she can't defend, Okay. So the state of New York's budget is going to be $229 billion with a B this year, and you've got 19 million people. Florida this year, our budget is going to be $114 billion. We're less than half of you, and we've only got 21, we got 21 million people. We've got, we've got two more million people than you do. You're going to have a $4.3 billion budget deficit this year. We're going to have a $20 billion budget surplus. And you don't have a so state I income tax, pay- right? And we have no state income tax. You know, and I've got people in the state of Florida, every time they visit New York, they have to pay the state. And even if they live in Florida, they have to pay taxes in New York because they did work up there. So, I mean, there's going to be a day of reckoning. You cannot continue to run your state the way you do it. I mean, I'm just waiting. The day that John Katsimides files for governor will be the best day in New Yorkers' future for turning that state around. <laughs> I'm getting too old, maybe. Uh, Jimmy, anything else you want to say about Florida? Yeah, look, um, uh, you know, I just I, I feel like we're in a good place right now. We are leading the nation in some of the policies. We had 400,000 new net Floridians this past year. And, you know, they brought down about $39 billion of recurring wealth. That's money that, that we make sales tax on every single day. And that's how we run this state. We run it off sales tax. It's uh, If you want to keep your money, don't spend it. You know, otherwise, when you spend money, the sales tax is how we collect and we operate the safest state in the nation. And oh, hey, congratulations on promoting uh, John Jr. up. That's awesome. I'm, um, you know, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Axios. Yeah, good stuff. And thank you, Jimmy. And uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Um, And maybe we'll meet you down in Florida. I'd love it. Y'all are the best. God bless. God bless you. Thanks, Jimmy. Let's take a break right now. When we come back, we're coming back with KT McFarland, former Deputy National Security Advisor. Big stuff on the foreign front. 
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. DLM's Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here on Katz and Cosby. And we are talking about the fact there's a lot of stuff in foreign news. One of them, first off, uh, you know, the U.S. government, the Biden administration said to the Hootsies, the Iran-backed rebels, don't keep firing on people in the Red Sea. And what did they do? They did more attacks than they've ever done before. What does that say uh, about what they think of the Biden administration? Well, joining us now is the former deputy national security advisor under President Trump, KT McFarlane, KT uh, wow. Uh, how dangerous is everything that's going on in the Red Sea? And we're hearing reports Iran is getting closer and closer, sadly, to uh, to their nuclear development with the bomb. Yeah, it's really serious. And the United States needs to reestablish deterrence really fast because their approach, not just to the Red Sea and the Houthis attack against the Red Sea, but in the last several months, um, the Iranian proxies attacks on American interests and outposts in Iraq and Syria. There have been over 100 of those. So far, the administration has sort of looked the other way, pretended it didn't happen. And now with the missile strikes, they've done perimeter defense. So in other words, a missile is on its way to an American vessel, commercial or military vessel, and they shoot it right out of the air, right at the very last minute. But the problem with that is, is it actually encourages the Iranian proxies to sort of every day do a little more, a little more, a little more. Biden's approach has been, well, we don't want to get them mad at us. We want to placate them. We'll be really nice to them. They won't escalate. But in fact, the opposite has happened. They've seen this as weakness and they're escalating. So the worry I have is all this effort to try to be nice to these guys eventually, um, you know, next week, next month. One of these missiles is going to get through the perimeter defense, and it's going to shoot. It's going to sink an American ship, and then we'll be at war. And, and KT, I think we, me and you talked about it last week. And the fact is that if Israel and the Saudis are now aligned, and that was the real reason for Iran yeah. uh, to uh, to get uh, uh, the Houthi, uh, the not the Houthis, the uh, Hamas, Hamas uh, going, uh, is is Saudi. Instead of Israel attacking Iran, is Saudi using ISIS to attack Iran? They may be. Um, it's not as, an, as important as whatever efforts that the United States should make, though. You know, look, Iran's greatest enemy is, is not is Israel, but Saudi Arabia's enemy is no longer Israel. They're the Gulf Arabs. 
they don't think of Israel as their enemy. They think of Israel as their opportunity for a prosperous future. What they do see as the enemy is Iran, and it's what Rita said a minute ago. Iran is amping up its nuclear weapons program, and that's the real kicker is going to be if Iran does get nuclear weapons within the year, within two years, within two months, who knows, um, that if anyone looks at the situation in the Middle East, and there's no, no doubt in anybody's mind that Iran would use those nuclear weapons against Israel. Sweden, Sweden and uh, Ecuador, what kind of uh, stuff is going on now over there? Sweden is afraid that the, uh, Russia is going to attack them? Yeah, so what, what happened was when Russia attacked Ukraine, um, all the European countries got a real dose of reality. And they said, oh, my gosh, we might be next. Maybe we should start um, not, not, no longer freeload on the United States. Maybe we should start taking our own self-defense seriously. And that um, meant that countries like Sweden and Finland, which have historically been neutral, if anything, Finland was probably a little pro-Russian, but they were neutral because they were on the Russian, just, you know, sort of on the periphery of Russia. They got serious about their own defense, and both Sweden and Finland want to join NATO. Um, they've also, both of those countries, have amped up their defense spending. And what happened was that the, the Swedish senior officials, foreign ministry, defense minister, said, look, we're going to hopefully join NATO by this summer. Everything is on track for us to join NATO, but we have to understand that Russia could have us in its crosshairs. Russia could attack us now. Now, I think part of that was for domestic consumption in Sweden to say to the Swedes, look, we're, we're no longer going to always be neutral. We've been neutral for 100 or so years. We're now going to take a side, and we're also going to start spending some money on this. So I think it was in part for the domestic. But, but it was also a realization that what happens next? You know, the, the Ukrainian-Russian war is going to end, and it'll probably end pretty soon. And that's because Ukraine, um, it doesn't have the weapons. It's a war of attrition and a war of attrition. Who wins? The country with a bigger population and more money and more weapons. And that's going to end up being Russia. One last quick question before we have to go to break. Ecuador, I understand they're marching towards the Mexican border. (laughs) You know, John, isn't it just crazy that we have a completely open southern border the Biden administration is doing this deliberately. They want to bring in 10 or 15 million Hispanics, and they figure those people are going to vote for Biden because nobody else will. Unbelievable. Can I ask Thank one you. quick question? Yeah, uh, Congressman King? Uh, uh, Katie, if Erdogan and Turkey continue to block Sweden, I know they, uh, Erdogan said yeah. in Yokasia, but it's being blocked by the parliament right now, being delayed. Is it possible for Sweden to establish separate agreements with European nations? It's more complicated. You want to be in the party. You really do want to be in the mainstream of right. NATO. But I think what it does do, Peter, is it, it questions, you know, what's Turkey's role in all of this? They're supposed to be part of NATO. They're supposed to be part right. of our friend. Are they really? I think it raises real questions. Well, about I Turkey. ask them how much they charge us to fly over uh, during the Iraq war, fly over Turkey. Thank you, KT. <laughs> Thank you, guys. And we love Thanks, you, JJ. and keep fighting for our country. And now, Rita, you have some hot news, I understand. It's the top news of the day, sponsored by Goya. Here's Rita Cosby. Well, as you heard at the top here on Cats and Cosby, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is set to drop out of the 2024 presidential race. It's expected to be official at any moment. Unclear if he will be endorsing anybody today. 
Also, there was chaos in the House of Representatives after President Biden's son Hunter showed up unexpectedly at a hearing on Capitol Hill. The hearing centered around potentially holding Hunter in contempt of Congress for failing to answer a legal subpoena concerning a closed-door deposition. Tomorrow, we're going to have Congressman Andy Biggs, who was in the room during all of that. And also, former President Trump won't be allowed to deliver the closing argument in a civil fraud trial tomorrow in New York. Trump planned to make the closing arguments in that case, claiming in that case the allegations against him and his family for inflating the value of their real estate holdings. The judge apparently at first made the decision, then reversed it, and now Trump will not be able to do those closing arguments. And those are your Goya top stories of the day, and we're going to have a lot more well, thank you, on Katz and Cosby. Well, thank you, Rita. You're and welcome, let me tell John. You something. I love those Goya beans. They're the, really the best. They are delicious. That's why the stories and are so I hot, because the I beans are hot. Robert Unanaway will be in the studio tomorrow with us. Awesome. Uh, from the CEO of Goya Foods. And, and what I find always is that, that Goya Foods, the quality of their products is exceptional. Why don't we take a break right now, and we're going to come back with Senator John Kennedy from New Orleans. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here on Cats and Cosby. And I understand, John, we have now Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana. John, take it away. Senator Kennedy, what keeps you up at 3 o'clock in the morning? Well, John, first, thanks for having me. Look, before I answer your question, I'm an optimist who who worries. Uh, I think America is the greatest country in all of human history, but we live in a in a world that is challenging right now. What keeps me up? Um, number one, and not, and this is not in order of importance because they're all important. Inflation. Uh, inflation is man-made, and and that man's name is is Joe Biden. Um, it's gutting the American people like a fish. I know that inflation is is coming down, and that is a wonderful thing. But the the high prices are going to be permanent. Uh, all in, all uh, inflation slowing means that uh, it's not rising. Prices aren't rising as fast as they were. I'm worried about the border. It's an open, bleeding wound. Um, since President Biden has been president, uh, enough folks have come in illegally into our country to create four new Nebraskas and 8.4 million people, and we don't have the slightest idea who they are. And I think it's intentional. Uh, nobody's this incompetent. I, I think President Biden just believes in open borders. And and the White House believes that vetting people at the border is racist. The, uh, the, president, uh, the president of the United States is supposed to uh, keep the United States secure. Has has President Biden crossed the line in that area? Um, I don't think he's done a very good job. I, I think America is less secure because of the open border. I think America is less secure because of the attitude that the the uh, the White House has encouraged. Um, 
to to uh, defund and disrespect the police. Um, this group running Washington thinks think that thinks that cops are a bigger problem than criminals. I think uh, the president president's foreign policy is based on his perception that uh, um, strength through weakness. I, I can't think of a better way to express it. And the truth is that weakness invites the wolves. And Putin is being aggressive in Ukraine. And Iran is being aggressive in the Middle East. And China is being aggressive in the Indo-Pacific because they think they can get away with it. It's, it's such problems. Uh, you know, I've been saying uh, ever since President Biden has gotten into office, uh, the price of oil had doubled, which moved almost a trillion dollars worth of wealth from North America uh, to Russia, to Iran, to OPEC nations. And that's what funded Russia to create their war in the Ukraine. That's what funded Iran to, to, to have excess money to pay all their uh, uh, Hamas and, uh, and all their other uh, uh, people. Well, that's true. And and another example, uh, Iran is uh, behind all of the unrest in the Middle East. Um, We know that. We know that for a fact. And the best way to to stop Iran is to choke them economically. We put sanctions on Iran's oil so they can't sell it, which will choke them economically. But President Biden won't enforce the sanctions. Because he thinks it'll make Iran mad. Well, Iran's already mad. They've already said we want to kill all Jews and all Americans. So I, I, I just don't understand the 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 the, inter, the uh, uh, geopolitical and the international uh, uh, political philosophy of this uh, of this administration seems to be to quote Socrates in the middle of a bar fight. And we're in a bar fight in Ukraine and Israel and the Indo-Pacific. And President Biden wants to quote Socrates and read Beowulf to them. Thank you so much, Senator John Kennedy. Wow, really interesting conversation. One smart guy. Yeah, very interesting. I loved his line where he said, weakness begets the wolves. That was a very powerful line, Judge Weinberg, where he, he's saying he the, turns the, world a great sen- the world's sensing weakness right now with all the problems that they're seeing, the open border, uh, with everything with Iran, with everything that's going on in the world. But the, you know, what troubles me most of all, what John, when you ask the question, what keeps me up at night, the fact is that we're knowingly allowing Iran to get a nuclear weapon. And if they're pulling all these stunts that they're doing now, just imagine, and Pete King knows this better than anybody, what are they going to do once they have nuclear weapons? Right. I agree. It is. Yeah. You know, John, what I don't understand, and this is something that you hit on, Lon, uh, John, is the fact that we are still, we, I'm talking about Biden administration, our government, still not enforcing these sanctions against Iran. I mean, it's, uh, talk about the money, John, that's coming in, that's funding all crazy. of this. Crazy. It is crazy. No, we're, 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 we're funding it. Yeah, that's the right. sad. By the way, John, we've how, about how sad is that? That's a sad reality. Rita, yesterday we talked about the problems in uh, water in plastic uh, bottles. Now today, what do we have? Well, coming up uh, any moment, we're waiting for Dr. Mark Siegel. He is going to be joining us. 
And he's going to be talking. You talked about the bottled water uh, yesterday, which really goes on everything, plastic bottles. Uh, now there is a new study that says that microplastics are found in nearly 90% of meat and plant-based alternatives. That's really scary. Is it all meat or is just the me- meat, the plant-based it's alternative it's a, it's meats? A, it's the phony meat. It's the phony, phony. meat. It's, it's the phony meat. Right. And you know, it's In interesting. Words, you think you're eating plastic, healthy. They put that plastic wrap around it. Some of that plastic is going into the product. Well, you know what's interesting? Craig Eaton, who joined us yesterday, brought up an interesting point. He said that they put a lot of their plastic bottles, uh, you know, next to some of the heaters, the boilers. D- d- does this trend? I mean, you think about everything that's in plastic, guys, that we eat. Well, just think about it. You're sitting there. You're having your phony meats. You're drinking your bottled water right. in a plastic bottle. And, and you, you think, think you're healthy. doing, you think you're doing something healthy. Right, John. Right. And now what does this mean that we got to lug like uh, the glass bottles around, which are so heavy, you guys? I'm only using glass from now on. That's right. Uh, well, I vote for glass. You I know, think I'm, we need to, sadly. I'm going to pay the, uh, pay the extra two cents. Yeah. Well, and who's going to carry the big, the big glass jugs? They're heavy. John, how about affect your businesses? Um, I think it was, I think we're going to sell a lot more bottles than uh, plastic. By the way, I want to tell everybody. And you know, um, you know uh, Ed Foreman called us up yesterday, one of our yes, friends. that's right. And he says, well, how about the juice in plastic bottles? How about the soda in yeah, everything. plastic bottles? Everything. Right. Does that mean the, the, the plastic seeps into the soda? Does it mean that the plastic seeps into uh, uh, the uh, juice? The juice. Yeah, yeah you got to wonder. Yeah, why? Why? Is there somebody, is there a cop on the inside that said, no, if it's water, if it's water, it's, you got plastic. If it's soda, it's not? Well, why don't we do this? You well, want to take yeah, we're, a, actually, we're going to have break? Uh, yeah, we're going to have Siegel. I think in two seconds right now, uh, okay. who is joining us? Is he here now with us? Nope. Okay. All right. Uh, Let's take the break. We're going to take a break. Gonna, yeah. We'll Siegel right after. I can't wait to hear. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on seventy-seven WABC. And we are back here on Cats and Cosby. Obviously, so much happening uh, in the news. Uh, Hunter Biden, obviously, all the issues with the migrants, too, as well. And joining us now is the greatest senator New York has ever had, Senator Al D'Amato. Uh, senator, we love having you on. First, your reaction to the fact everybody's talking about this, that they kicked out the high school students from James Madison High School there in South Brooklyn, and they put the migrants in. Uh, it, it's like, And they, they had the kids do remote learning for, uh, you know, a day. It was like, whoa, 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 wait. What's your reaction to this? I think the mayor's a jackass, a total jackass. And to go along with that kind of thing, to take our students out, and you're not talking about wealthy kids, you're, you're talking about people who come from hardworking families, deprive them of school is just incredible. Incredible. And if they couldn't have found a better place, that they, he shouldn't be the mayor. He should not be the mayor. If that was the last resort. Hey, Al, and only a use in policy. Let him use the mansion for crying out loud. Al, did you ever think you'd see a day like this and all you're in politics, all you use in politics where you have kids out of a public school, which taxpayers are paying for, being put out so people here illegally can sleep and, and eat there? It's, it's amazing. But let me tell you, there are so many other places they could have used. 
I, I mean, public places that they could have gone to. So, well, I'll bet you if they had gone over to Madison Square Garden and said, hey, we want to use it or or whatever other facilities they have. Uh, I mean, to, to, to do that is, is amazing. You know, the, you, you know, the other thing, Senator D'Amato, too, is it also you think about the it's taxpayer money. Uh, everybody said that Floyd Bennett Field, which is where they were, the 2000 of them, that it wasn't going to be able to handle any storm. Uh, the sad news is there's another storm Friday. Are they going to keep moving them? I mean, why would you ever set it up there to begin with? Well, there you are. It just shows what a bunch of morons we have running this city. And 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 what does the governor do to help? Nothing. Nothing. So it's, what do, what do we do? What do taxpayers do? What can we do now? Well, I, I have to tell you something. It's a sad state. And I have to tell you, whether it's a, a, a Trump or, or Sleepy Joe, uh, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. I, I want to tell you, one is an egomaniac. He did a good job as president, but he didn't know when to stop when he lost and kept carrying on. And when the people were uh, uh, on January 6th there, after they had been there for a while, he could have said, go home, etc." We don't need violence. Hey, Al, Al, do you think Nikki Haley has a chance? Yes, I do. I think with um, Chris Christie dropping out, uh, uh, she has a terrific chance. I think she can win New Hampshire. She can win South Carolina. Uh, maybe these the, the megas will begin to wake up and to say, do we really want to continue this? Do you really want to have somebody who encouraged the people on January 6th instead of saying it's time to go home? I mean, do we really want an egomaniac running this country? i got to tell you, I've never been a supporter of Chris Christie, uh, uh, but his withdrawal and his having the courage to say uh, the things he did, uh, I give him credit. Does he remain, is he still on the ballot, though, or do they take him off the ballot? He's on the ballot. Well, he has suspended his campaign, and and he did that for a practical reason as well. This He has campaign debts, etc., and this way he can raise money and hopefully get people to help him pay off his debts. Do you do you right? think, Senator, he's going to endorse someone? There's word that he he won't today. Uh, but do you think he will, or or what do you what I do you think, think he'll do? I think eventually he will, and um, I think Nikki Haley has uh, surprised many many people. Uh, yeah, I mean she's made a couple of faux pas, but who doesn't? Who doesn't? And, and I, I think she really presents herself in, in a very admirable way. And, and I believe you're, you're going to see her uh, carry New Hampshire and, and, and do better in Iowa. Now that Chris Christie is dropping out, I think she'll come in number two. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised if she beats Trump in New Hampshire. Well, let's see. And then, of course, uh, South Carolina is not that far after that. But he's far ahead in the polls uh, and in a lot of the polls. We'll see where it goes. Uh, Senator, thank you. Oh, go ahead, Pete, real quick. Pete, one more question. Okay, as far as the polls, even though Trump may be two or three or four points ahead of Biden right now, it's a long way from now to November. Nikki Haley is 15 and 16 points ahead. If Republicans want a winner, they should go with Haley. And, And remember this, you still have criminal trials out there. 
and and yeah, you, you know, big mouth. You never know what he's going to say next, and what bomb is going to explode. So, um, I I think Nikki Haley is the person who does have an opportunity to win if the Megas begin to wake up and see what's taking place. And first, we have to elect Mozzie next week, uh, uh, next month in oh, a special election. Absolutely. And and I got to tell you, I give you credit, Peter, for standing up and taking on uh, uh, th- this guy who tried to really say that you were endorsing him, which well, you, you weren't. He, he took uh, a thing that you guys made a couple of years ago where you supported a, a similar policy and try to turn that into an important an endorsement piece. That's Swazi. And I think she's going to beat Swazi. Well, she's she's really impressive, too, with her IDF background. Well, uh, Senator Aldamato, we love you. We appreciate you being here. Thanks so much. Good being with you. And you got a great congressman. He was the best. What a great guy. And he worked across party lines. And and the, the politics was always second. Uh, when it when it came to doing the job of of the people, Peter King always put the people first. We agree. We Alan, agree. I from you, Alan. We agree. You. Well, joining us now, we have Doctor Mark Siegel here on Cats Hello. and Cosby, and uh, Doctor Siegel, Hello. great to have you here. Doctor Siegel, can you hear us? Hello, Doctor Siegel. Hang on, we're going to get Doctor Siegel. Hold on, it's it's a technical day, everybody here on Cats and yeah, Cosby. I'm here again. I'm here. Can, can you, you hear, hear us? us? Yes, I hear you. Hear you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. What the heck what is happening? To, what happened to the 21st century? I feel like we're back in the 1980s. You can't uh, only in our control room. Uh, <laughs> no, also on my end, too. On my end, too. <laughs> now, what the heck is happening with this plant-based uh, meat? Uh, meat? meat. We think we're eating healthy and not eating not eating beef, and there's more plastic in the uh, in the plant-based things. It's actually a, uh, a study done by an ocean uh, observatory together with the University of Toronto looking at stores that have fish, chicken nuggets, uh, beef, tofu as, as alternative and finding 1,150 exposures uh, to, uh, to chemicals, if I guess what you would call forever chemicals, every year Americans end up with these in their cells and they can cause inflammation. They can increase your risk of dementia. They can lead to heart disease, cancer. But we don't know, actually, if the amount we're getting. I I think Christides is extremely low, John, by the way, compared to the rest. (laughs) By the way, you know, yesterday we talked about uh, bottled water. So that's why when we saw this, we're like, I mean, what do you do? The plastic, uh, you know, water in plastic bottles, that that's a huge issue. Now we're going to uh, glass bottles. It's like you can't eat, eat or drink anything, it seems. And I forgot to mention, there's also the, the question of whether this is linked to reproductive issues and the, and the struggle we're having with fertility and sperm counts going down. Or, or this could all be the reason. But these are very, very micro particles. We're talking very micro. But the question is, what does the accumulation do? I, I think it's it's scare tactics, Rita, because, of course, there's a lot of things we're doing right that we didn't do 150 years ago. You know, if you if you watch uh, John Adams on, uh, uh, you know, on television, uh, on the streaming, you think, well, they had wooden teeth then. You know, they didn't have antibiotics. So we have so many things we have now that we didn't have then. But we definitely don't need all these chemicals. I like farm to table.
Yeah, I do too. Before we let you go, Dr. Siegel, uh, another big medical thing, and this is a drug that a lot of people use. Um, it's, uh, it's to get, uh, childhood asthma. It's to, it's a drug linked to it. And apparently there's, did you see this frightening, like suicides, hallucinations? Um, and this is a drug that's prescribed to 12 million Americans every year. It's called, is it, uh, Singular? Yeah, it's, it's actually a great drug. And again, everything in life is a cost-benefit analysis, and I've been trying to uh, make that point to John now for years regarding certain, you know, vaccines. For example, that drug Singular is actually terrific because some people it, there's nothing else, no, nothing else they can use to control their allergies. This is just a reminder that everything has a cost, everything has a downside. I have treated many, many people that have taken that successfully. Unfortunately, now it's going to become a huge problem because of this this study coming out. You know, so I, I don't know what I'm going to do in all, in place of it. We had something like it with, with a drug for something called gastroparesis in the old days, Rita, which helps your, your, your intestines flow properly. And we lost that drug because of side effects. So every now and then we lose one because the side effects are so dramatic. And I'm concerned about this because this particular drug is of value. Yeah, great wow. points. Wow. And Very... by, the way, by the way, before you throw me off here, I want to tell you. <laughs> How did you know? How did you know? Well, listen, we own the place. We can give you an extra minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a disgrace that, that Secretary Austin didn't come forward about his prostate. Yeah, answer. tell us about it. Yes. How, how serious was this? Well, first of all, he's a black man, which means he's twice as likely to have it and twice as likely to have a severe version, and he had to have his prostate out. And when they're calling it minimally invasive, they mean robot. It was done robotically, and that's the way it should be done these days in the vast majority of cases if you're in the right hands. But the problem is, you know, you're not visualizing it. It's it's through a tiny incision, and you can get an infection 1% to 3% of the time. That's what happened to him. Fluid buildup. He got an infection. I don't know anything about this surgeon, so I'm hoping it was, you know, an error that couldn't have been avoided. Got back in, got antibiotics, got a catheter in to drain that fluid, got another one to to decompress his bowel, and he was okay. But I don't know how we feel as a country, you know, with, with the Houthis attacking in, in, in the Red Sea, and we don't have a defense secretary. I think I'm going to sh- give you a quick opinion here. I think it's embarrassment. I think a 70-year-old man, he's, you know, he's worried. He, he, it's, he considers it personal because it's his prostate. It involves sexuality. But he is a public figure. And he's he has the to defense secretary. That's a teaching moment. A teaching I, moment. By the way, I agree. He could t- educate a lot Doc, of people, Dr. too. Dr. Sapekin, let me just say, I know of a number of African-American leaders who had prostate cancer who asked to make public service announcements, and they wouldn't because of the embarrassment factor. Yeah, you're right, Pete. It's important, but but you're right. He should talk about it. And also, I, I don't like the break in the chain of command, too. There are a lot of issues with that. Thank you so much for thank Dr. You so Siegel, much thank for you. Coming on. Thank and you, Doctor. What do we all stand for? Truth, Truth justice, justice, and the American, American way. way. God bless America. 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.